hey, I keep talking about microtasking in my videos, in my blog, and this is the way our company's bureaucracy works. Uh, our management is fundamentally based on the concept of microtasking in order to enable the fundamental principle of paying by result. And many of my listeners and readers and viewers uh, who are mm, not uh, in bureaucracy yet interested to know how we solve the main problem of microtasking, which is decomposition. So you guys keep asking me everywhere in YouTube comments, on my blog, sometimes by email, uh, how do we break down a larger scope into smaller increments, into smaller tasks? It sounds like a great concept for you when there are thousands of micro tasks and there are dozens of programmers uh, in the project, then you can easily delegate those large amount of tasks to those programmers and they will contribute and they will close tasks and we will pay them for results they deliver and everything will be just great. But the question is, how do we decompose the larger piece into smaller elements? Where do we get those thousands of tasks? Who will do the decomposition? Who will do this you know, hard work of deciding what are the micro-tasks? How to define their smaller scopes? Because if the scope of a micro-task is incorrectly defined, then the entire concept will just fall apart. It's not going to work because if the scope of a microtask is, is vague, is not clear, it's difficult to understand what it is about, then nothing will work. So to decompose a larger piece into smaller elements is the core, the most important, the hardest work to do in the microtasking paradigm in general. And how do you do that? So who does that? There are a number of options which we tried before and which didn't work for us. The first one is to ask the software architect to decompose the large scope into smaller pieces. That, that is hard. This is almost impossible because one person cannot do that, that, that much work. And um, it's difficult to do that upfront. It's almost impossible to define what are the micro tasks going to be when the project just starts. We just don't know how many, how many of them will be there. We don't know what exactly are those micro tasks will be when the project progresses and, uh, and the amount of code will grow and um, something will change in the requirements. We just don't know what's going to happen in a month. So we cannot predict, we cannot draw an entire uh, skeleton of the project together with all micro tasks in the beginning. So it has to be done somehow uh, in a progressive way, iteratively sort of. And uh, an architect may do that, but that will be the full-time job for the person or maybe for a few people, just breaking down the scope into pieces. And um, it's not a fun work at all. So we tried that years ago and it, it, didn't, it didn't look interesting for anyone. So no architect will be interested to do that. Um, another idea was that we need to ask the customer to do that because the customer pays, the customer wants us to do the work. So let's ask the customer to give us those thousands of micro tasks and then we will implement them. But in that case, the customer has to be smarter than we are. The customer has to know all the technical details, has to know everything down to the single line of code in our code base. And it's not going to happen. We're not going to find that kind of customer. It's impossible. So we were thinking years ago when we started doing microtasking we were thinking how to actually create the pool of tasks so where can we get that task because once it's done once the problem of decomposing is solved everything else is just 
technical questions. We can create a, a robot who will, who will delegate those tasks to programmers. We can make sure that programmers actually deliver them and then we close and we pay and everything else. So the management of tasks, if they are properly defined, then the rest is just you know piece of cake to actually manage uh, the army of programmers and the large pool of tasks. And we found an approach, a method, which I even filed a patent for uh, USPTO like six years ago or so, maybe even earlier. And uh, it was called puzzle-driven development. Puzzle-driven development. Here's how it works. And I explained it in a number of articles on the blog before, and I even have a webinar about that where I demonstrated technically how it works. But in a nutshell, just in a few minutes, here's how it works. Let's say uh, you're a programmer, and you get a task which is called a micro task but in reality it's way larger than the micro budget assigned to you we assign half an hour so let's say you're a programmer your rate is for example um, fifty dollars an hour and here comes the micro task to you and it's and it sounds like you have to make sure that uh, the entire financial report is downloadable in a pdf format and you have 25 dollars to do that Obviously, the size of this task is way bigger than just half an hour and then just $25. But you have to close it in $25. You have to close it in half an hour. That's how much you're going to get. So we call it a micro task, but it's larger. Then we allow you as a programmer to resolve that problem, not entirely, but partially. We tell you that move forward a little bit in the implementation of this feature and uh, make as much as you can within the scope of half an hour and return us the code which is uh, mergeable which is clear which is clean according to our static analysis according to our unit testing according to our integration testing according to all the requirements which the the build pipeline and the merge pipeline ask you to uh, adhere to and uh, make sure it works so make sure you don't break anything that's the point. So here's the code for you. Here's the code base. Here's half an hour for you. Do something as much as you can and return back the code, which works, doesn't break the entire system. Uh, and it does implement what you are asked for. It does download the PDF report of the, the entire financial situation of the system. But we allow you to leave certain parts of your functionality, of the code you implement, unimplemented, uncompleted not yet completed and mark them with uh with markers so leave the markers in the code and say that uh, this feature doesn't work yet uh, the pdf is downloadable but it's empty it's a just empty document no data there so put them and call them uh, we call them puzzles those markers and usually there's they start with to do so you say to do later and then explain what needs to be done later so the document is there, but it's empty. The data is not there, but it has to be fetched from the database. The downloading works only for Chrome browser, but doesn't work for all other browsers. Has to be fixed later. So you do some step forward, a little one, because has, how much can you do in half an hour? And then you put the, the necessary markers in the code, which will tell us, your managers, what needs to be done after you finish your work. We get your code, we merge it into the, uh, into the code base, 
we validate that it's mergeable. We build everything. We deploy it to production, maybe. We, we just close the contract with you. You walk away. We don't need your help anymore. We got what, you need, what we needed from you. We got your code. We got your contribution. We made sure it's not breaking our product. And then we know what you told us. We know what are the next steps. So you helped us to break down a larger feature into smaller elements. You delivered us the first step and then you gave us five next steps. So what you did for us, you did the code writing and you decomposed the task into smaller elements. So you helped us to do that job which we didn't know how to do. The job of decomposing uh, the scope into smaller elements. So you became a micro-architect of a small feature. You got the feature, you were thinking about that feature, you made the decisions, the design architecture decisions about that feature, you delivered it to us, we accepted your decisions. Of course, your contribution, your, your changes, your puzzles, which you put in the code, your design decision was reviewed not only by unit test and static analyzer, but also by a code reviewer, maybe a number of reviewers, and the architect. So we agreed that the way you design that PDF downloading feature is done according to our architecture, according to our design standards. We accepted that. So in that way, in other words, the architect delegated you the work of breaking down the scope into sub-elements. You did that work, the architect accepted that, and now we have uh, a more detailed description of our project in micro-tasks. And then all of the steps you define there, all of the puzzles you left in the code, are automatically converted to new tasks, to new micro-tasks. And again, they are delegated to new programmers, but it doesn't mean that they are small enough to be implemented entirely within their micro-budgets. Again, their implementers, the people who get those tasks, will make the decisions, the design decisions, how to break them down into smaller elements. And it goes down like that, deeper and deeper and deeper. So the project starts with just a few tasks, which are also micro-tasks, two, three, four, five, which are in most cases defined by the customer or by the architect. And then they get delegated to programmers and programmers start breaking them down into smaller pieces. And it goes like that with a large tree of tasks. It starts with the top and it goes down, down to the, to the lowest level. It may take a week, may take a month, it may take a number of months until we get to the, to the lower level. And then at the lowest level, we get really micro tasks, which can be technically implemented in just half an hour. They get implemented and the entire work rolls back to the top and the project uh, gets assembled together. You may ask uh, whether we can guarantee that those micro tasks which, will, which were created by programmers will actually uh, be assembled together into a larger a piece of code and the code will actually work. But um, we see that it works because it, it's done incrementally and every small micro task gets reviewed by the architect. All this decision of decomposition are being reviewed by multiple programmers and the architect itself. So that's how it works for us. We call it puzzle-driven development. You can try it yourself. We even created a few years ago a tool which automates this entire process. You can just uh, add this tool to your uh, GitHub project, open source or, uh, or uh, proprietary, 
doesn't matter it works in both ways it's free completely so it will help you automate this process in github it will automatically pick up your puzzles from the code and create your github tickets so you don't need to do any manual work all your programmers do they just write code they leave the puzzles where they think they there's a good fit for them and then the tool picks those puzzles up and creates new tasks and when the puzzle disappear from the code the tool removes the the ticket from github closes the ticket and says okay thanks it's done uh, the puzzle is gone and then the tool builds you the the tree builds you the, the the full structure of all your puzzles in the code demonstrating you where you are in terms of scope scope completeness so try it out it's not a rocket science but it is quite helpful for our projects we use that thing in all our projects we do in zerocracy this is the principle which our microtasking is based on thank you for listening stay tuned bye bye